Chapter Forty One of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith the spirit of yenoki footnote fuja say said that this was an old story told him by his nurse who was a native of the village of okiyama also that a solid gold buddha eighteen inches in height had been stolen from the temple three years ago End footnote there is a mountain in the province of Izumi called Okiyama or Ojiyama. It is connected with the Mumaru Yama Mountains. I will not vouch that I am accurate in spelling either. Suffice it to say that the story was told to me by Fukuga Sei and translated by Mr. Ando the japanese translator of our consulate at kobe both of these give the mountain's name as okiyama and say that on the top of it from time immemorial there has been a shrine dedicated to fudo mayo achala in sanskrit which means immovable and is the god always represented as surrounded by fire and sitting uncomplainingly on as an example to others and he carries a sword in one hand and a rope in the other as a warning that punishment awaits those who are unable to overcome with honor the painful struggles of life well at the top of okiyama high or big mountain is this very old temple to fudo and many are the pilgrimages which are made there annually the mountain itself is covered with forest and there are some remarkable cryptomerias camphor and pine trees many years ago in the days of which i speak there were only a few priests living up at this temple among them was a middle-aged man half priest half caretaker called yenoki for twenty years had yenoki lived at the temple yet during that time he had never cast his eyes on the figure of fudo over which he was partly set to guard it was kept shut in a shrine and never seen by anyone but the head priest one day yenoki's curiosity got the better of him early in the morning the door of the shrine was not quite closed yenoki looked in but saw nothing on turning to the light again he found that he had lost the use of the eye that had looked he was stone blind in the right eye feeling that the divine punishment served him well and that the gods must be angry 
he set about purifying himself and fasted for one hundred days yenoki was mistaken in his way of devotion and repentance and did not pacify the gods on the contrary they turned him into a tengu long-nosed devil who dwells in mountains and is the great teacher of jujitsu but yenoki continued to call himself a priest ichigan hoshi meaning the one-eyed priest for a year and then died and it is said that his spirit passed into an enormous cryptomeria tree on the east side of the mountain after that when sailors passed the chinu sea osaka bay if there was a storm they used to pray to the one-eyed priest for help and if a light was seen on the top of okiyama they had a sure sign that no matter how rough the sea their ship would not be lost it may be said in fact that after death of the one-eyed priest more importance was attached to his spirit and to the tree into which it had taken refuge than to the temple itself the tree was called the lodging of the one-eyed priest and no one dared approach it not even the woodcutters who were familiar with the mountains it was a source of awe and an object of reverence at the foot of okiyama was a lonely village separated from others by fully two ri five miles and there were only one hundred and thirty houses in it every year the villages used to celebrate the bon by engaging after it was over in the dance called bon odori like most other things in japan the bon and the bon odori were in extreme contrast the bon was a ceremony arranged for the spirits of the dead who were supposed to return to earth for three days annually to visit their family shrines something like our all saints day and in any case quite a serious religious performance the bon odori is a dance which varies considerably in different provinces it is confined mostly to villages for one cannot count the pretty geisha dances in kyoto which are practically copies of it it is a dance of boys and girls one may say and continues nearly all night on the village green for the three or four nights that it lasts opportunities for flirtations of the most violent kind are plentiful there are no chaperones so to speak and to put it vulgarly everyone goes on the bust hitherto virtuous maidens spend the night out as impromptu sweethearts and in the village of which this story is told not only is it they who let themselves go but even young brides also so it came to pass that the village at the foot of okiyama mountain away so far from other villages was a bad one morally 
there was no restriction to what a girl might do or what she might not do during the nights of the bon odori things went from bad to worse until at the time of which i write anarchy reigned during the festive days at last it came to pass that after a particularly festive bon on a beautiful moonlit night in august the well-beloved and charming daughter of kurahashi yoza imon okimi aged eighteen years who had promised her lover kurosuke that she would meet him secretly that evening was on her way to do so after passing the last house in her mountain village she came to a thick copse and standing at the edge of it was a man whom okimi at first took to be her lover on approaching she found that it was not kurosuke but a very handsome youth of twenty-three years he did not speak to her in fact he kept a little away if she advanced he receded so handsome was the youth okimi felt that she loved him oh no my heart beats for him said she after all why should i not give up kurosuke he is not good-looking like this man whom i love already before i have even spoken to him i hate kurosuke now that i see this man as she said this she saw the figure smiling and beckoning and being a wicked girl loose in her morals she followed him and was seen no more her family were much exercised in their minds a week passed and okimi san did not return a few days later tame the sixteen-year-old daughter of kinsaku who was secretly in love with the son of the village headman was awaiting him in the temple grounds standing the while by the stone figure of jizodu sanskrit shitigarbaha patron of women and children suddenly there stood near tamai a handsome youth of twenty-three years as in the case of okimi she was greatly struck by the youth's beauty so much so that when he took her by the hand and led her off she made no effort to resist and she also disappeared and thus it was that nine girls of amorous nature disappeared from this small village everywhere for thirty miles around people talked and wondered and said unkind things in okiyama village itself the elder people said yes it must be that our children's immodesty since the bon odori has angered yenoki san perhaps it is he himself who appears in the form of this handsome youth and carries off our daughters nearly all agreed in a few days that they owed their losses to the spirit of yenoki tree and as soon as this notion had taken root 
the whole of the villagers locked and barred themselves in their houses both day and night their farms became neglected wood was not being cut in the mountain business was at a standstill the rumor of this state of affairs spread and the lord of kishiwada becoming uneasy summoned sonobi hayama the most celebrated swordsman in that part of japan sonobi you are the bravest man i know of and the best fighter it is for you to go and inspect the tree where lodges of the spirit of yenoki you must use your own discretion i cannot advise as to what it is best that you should do i leave it to you to dispose of the mystery and the disappearances of the nine girls my lord said sonobi my life is at your lordship's call i shall either clear the mystery or die after this interview with his master sonobi went home he put himself through a course of cleansing he fasted and bathed for a week and then repaired to okiyama this was in the month of october when to me things always looked their best sonobi ascended the mountain and went first to the temple which he reached at three o'clock in the afternoon after a hard climb here he said prayers before the god fudo for fully half an hour then he set out to cross the short valley which led up to the okiyama mountain and to the tree which held the spirit of the one-eyed priest yenoki it was a long and steep climb with no paths for the mountain was avoided as much as possible by even the most adventurous of woodcutters none of whom ever dreamed of going up as far as the yenoki tree sonobi was in good training and a bold warrior the woods were dense there was a chilling damp which came from the spray of a high waterfall the solitude was intense and once or twice sonobi put his hand on the hilt of his sword thinking that he heard someone following in the gloom but there was no one and by five o'clock sonobi had reached the tree and addressed it thus o honourable and aged tree that has braved centuries of storm thou hast become the home of yenoki's spirit in truth there is much honour in having so stately a lodging and therefore he cannot have been so bad a man i have come from the lord of kishiwada to upbraid him however and to ask what means it that yenoki's spirit should appear as a handsome youth for the purpose of robbing poor people of their daughters this must not continue else you as the lodging of yenoki's spirit will be cut down so that it may escape to another part of the country 
at that moment a warm wind blew on the face of sonobi and dark clouds appeared overhead rendering the forest dark rain began to fall and the rumblings of earthquake were heard suddenly the figure of an old priest appeared in ghostly form wrinkled and thin transparent and clammy nerve-shattering but sonobi had no fear you have been sent by the lord of kishiwada said the ghost i admire your courage for coming so cowardly and sinful are most men they fear to come near where my spirit has taken refuge i can assure you that i do no evil to the good so bad had morals become in the village it was time to give a lesson the villagers customs defied the gods it is true that i hoping to improve these people and make them godly assumed the form of a youth and carried away nine of the worst of them they are quite well they deeply regret their sins and will reform their village every day i have given them lectures you will find them on the mini toge or second summit of this mountain tied to trees go there and release them and afterwards tell the lord of kishiwada what the spirit of yenoki the one-eyed priest has done and that it is always ready to help him to improve his people farewell no sooner had the last word been spoken than the spirit vanished sonobi who felt somewhat dazed by what the spirit had said started off nevertheless to the mino toge and there sure enough were the nine girls tied each to a tree as the spirit had said he cut their bonds gave them a lecture took them back to the village and reported to the lord of kishiwada since then the people have feared more than ever the spirit of the one-eyed priest they have become completely reformed an example to the surrounding villages the nine houses or families whose daughters behaved so badly contribute annually the rice eaten by the priests of fudo mayo temple it is spoken of as the nine families rice of oki end of chapter 41 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc